It's a mean age. But it is going to be a beautiful future as long as we don't f*** it up. I'm Brian McWilliams, and this is Mean Age Daydream, where I bring you unfiltered comedy, criticism, philosophy, and politics with a Mean Age Daydream. Welcome, everybody, to Mean Age Daydream, a special Thanksgiving Day Eve special with a very special guest for this. I was like, you know, it used to be called the Thanksgiving Bukaki, and then I realized I'm probably losing a lot of algorithm with that title for the episode. So I retitled it out of the gravy blasting. And joining me here <laughs> to blast that gravy are two fantastic people. You guys will know and love them. Of course, number one is Clint Russell, who was not was not announced in, in advance. I wasn't sure if he was going to be able to join us, but Clint Russell is here from, of course, Liberty Lockdown and uh, and a, another show you'd like to do. You want to you want to tell us about your your other show with Luke and it's oh, yeah, where yeah. to find it? Yeah, I'll, I'll keep it brief, but it's uh, the best political dot com. Uh, you can also find us all one word. We are change on either YouTube or Rumble. We just signed an exclusive deal effective November 1st. So we go live three days a week and it's uh, it's going great. We had Vivek Ramaswamy in studio last mm. week. We've had a bunch of bunch of huge high profile people and it's going to get far crazier from here. Awesome, man. Awesome. I, I have a question about Vivek later on, so I'll ask that. And of course, he, he I am joined he by... He doesn't smell like curry, Wait, if, if that's this your question. Isn't, uh, uh, how'd if you this know? isn't the Bukkake show, can I change out of my cum-filled pants? This <laughs> is still the Bukkake show, Robbie. And that, of course, oh, okay. is the king of the cocks, Robbie the Fire Bernstein. Because I was under very specific instructions that if I was going to be on this show, I had to make sure that my pants were very filled with cum. Wait a minute, you misunderstood the concept. You're not supposed to fill them before the bukkake. Have you just been keeping cum and filling your pants with your own point. cum? You got to save it up to make sure that there's like a lot of it because there's only going to be three of us. So I thought like you really have to make sure you're bringing a lot too. And like, I, you know, I shoot like decent loads, but like it's not going to, you know, fill up like a whole face or something. I, don't, I wanted I don't to remember. make sure, you know, it's a little crusty in there, but I just wanted to make sure I figured with the fresh cum, it would heat up the old cum and then I'd have a lot and then I could have a really yeah. impressive load. It's kind of like when you heat up like queso dip and half of yeah. it's nuclear hot and then you stir it together. Exactly. <laughs> That's what we're dealing with. All right. Well, I mean, that was I like so graphic. To... That was so fucked up. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> this is exactly what we're meant to be doing. This is what we're here for. The bukkake. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a Thanksgiving tradition. You get together with friends and family <laughs> and you baste your turkey. So here we are basted. Well, let's let's kick it off. We're none of us are drinking. We were talking about this before the show and I was getting a raft of shit because I asked these guys. It's one o'clock my time on the West Coast. I was asking if anybody here is drinking. And they said no. It made me feel like a piece of shit for being ready <laughs> for having my whiskey next to me, just in case my bedroom whiskey. <laughs> keep it under the, I keep it under the bed in like a gun safe so my wife can't find it or the code. Yeah, the emergency nightstand whiskey. <laughs> you got to have it, man. Yeah. Wake up with I, night. That's probably my most disgusting life habit is that, uh, you know, I'll brush my teeth like two or three times a day. It's usually morning and then like before leaving the house and I floss, but never before bed. Cause no, because I get into, oh, no, I get into bed with whiskey and like I want to sip on that in my bed and go to bed straight from sipping well, on it. So you can still do that, but brush your teeth first. No, I mean, that's yeah, like your, I, mouth, your mouth's all like minty and stuff. You're ruining. You should switch to Rumplemints or maybe a uh, Uzo. Maybe you should well, be a uh, Rumplemints. I've already admitted that, that it's my most disgusting habit, and I started the show talking about I have come in my pants. So <laughs> I wasn't yeah. suggesting that this was a good lifestyle or that this is a better way to live. 
I was do saying you, it's uh, probably my, busy, my biggest personality flaw. And I was trying to say that so that you could feel more comfortable with your alcoholism. Oh, uh, thanks, that you have. <laughs> I've, if you haven't noticed, I don't need to feel any more comfortable with my alcoholism. I need to be far less comfortable with it. And my wife would agree with me on that. Right. Fair enough. Like, this is I can't believe okay. you're being lectured to by a man who's sitting there with lukewarm cum in his pants. This is, this is insane. <laughs> I like to think that Robbie just has wet dreams too, and he's but he knows he's coming on the show, so he's wrapping a little Ziploc bag around the head of his cock with a rubber band, just to make sure he doesn't lose lose any of that volume. Man, I've I jerk off too much for wet dreams. The only time I ever had wet dreams was uh, when I was very religious and living in Israel. I went, I did like a six month stretch of like no jerking off, and then uh, every uh, every once in a while on Saturdays, the Sabbath, I would take a nap. <laughs> And have the most glorious wet dreams. Wow. Oh, man, do I miss those days. <laughs> by, by the way, why are Israeli chicks? What the there- fuck is happening? Why is there so many stories about Robbie coming? To start this? We've only been doing this for five minutes. It's been always- nothing but stories about him coming. I love always. how Clint signed a single rumble contract, and now he's pretending like he's too good. For <laughs> I know, too good for this? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, suddenly now he's like, I'm an elite <laughs> political commentator. How did I get stuck with these pieces of this isn't Liberty Tower garbage? Day. I just didn't know that we were going to go this direction. This is, this is It's jarring. <laughs> Me and Brian well, haven't you know, hung out in a while. we got a lot to catch up we on. we got a lot to catch up on here. And in that immense amount. Plus, you know, we didn't get to see each other. Robbie had to cancel his comedy show. He does the porch tour at my house. That's, he canceled because he was true. stuck on a tarmac for like three straight days. Did you, another another question. Did you jerk off in the little airplane bathroom since you were just stuck on a plane for eight hours? No, because I, I took a sleeping pill and woke up three hours later to discover I was still sitting on the runway. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> What a nice so way to dude. wake up. <laughs> is it, uh, by the way, is it like warm enough now that if we wanted to porch store, we could porch store? Yeah, I, dude, you could porch store anytime in LA. Yeah. yeah even like, when it's cold, uh, even when it's cold, it's still, it's still warm enough. Yeah. I might put together another <laughs> end of year slash. I might also have an opportunity to film a 30 minute thing in February. And if either of those things come to be, I'm going to start trying to just load up the calendar with whatever the hell I can. So maybe, yeah, uh, man. maybe we'll, uh, we'll porch tour in the middle of winter. Yeah, dude, Florida. Yeah, Florida it. is fucking beautiful weather all, all year. I feel like to- Florida should be a good market for me. I should be able to just go up and down that coast and. But agreed. Th- of all the shows I've done, all like last year, I don't know. I feel like I did okay in Florida. Like, there's been some markets where like I just fucking murder, and the mm-hmm. Florida shows are like, eh. Okay. Well, I don't know. Who knows? That's weird. That's surprising. Yeah. Could have just been I was earlier in the tour, so the shit wasn't that put together. But now I'm talking like uh, some douchey artist. Let's go back to come talk. Well, let us let me ask you this. So you're talking about Israel, right? And uh, it's interesting. Speaking of hot chicks in Israel, you know, Jenna Ortega has just she, she quit Scream 7, I think, because her friend, Melissa Barros, I think is her name, had posted something like pro-Palestine, you know, has like a genocide in Gaza. And they let her go. And then Jenna Ortega was like, fuck that. And I say... I respect that, but it got me also think about hot girls in Israel and you coming in your in your <laughs> pants dreaming and how there's a lot of these hot Israeli chicks doing dances online. Is that selective inbreeding really working out for hot Israeli chicks? And as a secondary follow-up question, what do you guys say with this Jenna Ortega thing? Uh, Israeli chicks, Israeli Jews are just a different breed of Jew. Like the whiny cunty, <laughs> my back hurts, my stomach problems. That's American, like Ashkenazi, Eastern European Jews. I don't know where they found these overly aggressive, lie to your face scumbag Jews that live out in Israel, but they're, they're tougher. 
they'll burn your family. They'll lie to you about cab prices. They'll fight you every which direction. Like they're 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 like the more biblical will rob and steal from you Jews. <laughs> it's shit. not like the breed that I uh, which I never liked Israelis. Even you know when I was out there, they're, uh, they're <laughs> is that they're, what turned you away from religion? You just you met all these Israelis no, and you're like, I'll you know, tell you the mentality of Israelis, which is it's just it's very not American, but. The way they see it is if you're not trying to like cheat and steal, you're a sucker. The game is supposed to be played by being as aggressive and cheating as stealing as possible. And so if you're engaging with someone honestly, you're a sucker. And so they play that game with each other and they're okay with it because they're like, you're supposed to like weasel as much as you can possibly weasel. But as a Westerner, you're like, this is fucking who lives like this? Like, <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> Anyways, let's not get too lost in anti-Semitism here. I try and at least unrun your mouth. We'll save that for, for next year's podcast. We'll yeah, say, let's do a Christmas uh, episode on Christmas. Well, about all about but anti-Semitism. getting back to the uh, Israeli Jews. Oh, man, there's some like they're, they're brown skinned, big titted. They're, they're <sighs> totally different, totally different breed out there. And the thin 18 year olds that are in the military. That's but what I'm saying. Again, I wasn't jerking off when I was out there, so it could be that they're all disgusting looking, but I was 18 year old and like really juiced up with cum. Well, I mean, I, like I said, I've seen these videos of them dancing around. You know, they're in their they're in their military outfits doing the nurse Clint TikTok so thing. Upset that he hopped on. <laughs> no, no, no. This is great. I just, I just, this is like four four lengthy stories that tie back to your cum, and it's just it's yeah. unbelievable how you continue to loop it back. Well, we can shift this to like, I mean, well, no, no, I no, see no don't one, shift, don't shift. I haven't even said a what? fucking word this entire time. You guys just been talking about fucking Robbie's cum. I, I have a lot to say about this. Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, the, the Israeli thoughts, the IDF thoughts, they're like, uh, number one, stunning, obviously gorgeous. Mm. However, the, what I've discovered thanks to TikTok is that there's the capacity to like totally take these mid bitches and turn them into dimes. And I think that that may be what we're witnessing here. Obviously, mm. they're shapely. They've got great bodies, but like. Where they have that those perfect faces with the little like like the five freckles on each cheek, and I'm like, that's a fucking that's well, a I'm filter. Calling, I'm yeah, calling bullshit on the same thing that you know I'm out here. I'd love to marry a nice little Jewish chick, and they're all disgusting and whiny, and you know they're not my type. And then all of a sudden, you got some raven Israel and hostages, and they're all perfect tens. Right? How is that possible? It's weird. Maybe this po- is maybe. Wait a minute. Hear me out. I have yeah. a conspiracy theory. The IDF knew that the population was getting too full of uggos. So they had this rave. They invite all these ladies in, and then they selectively allow Hamas to come in on their their fan blowers. They take out the uggos. Half the people killed by the IDF in Crossfire, they're targeting the uggos, and now you're left with nothing but hot Israeli poon. Uh, it's an interesting thesis, but I've actually seen the gruesome uh, video footage, and there's a lot of lot of hot uh, rave chicks that were also. Oh, so, so I, hard I, to jerk off to the dead bodies, Clint. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus I can't believe you went there. <laughs> oh my god! What was the other topic? Dude, there was another when, uh, topic. When the Ukraine war is over, I mean, how cheap is it going to be to pick up Ukrainian brides now that there's? I don't know. Yeah, man. Country? I don't know. But if if yeah, if there's a market that I want to be in when it comes to human trafficking, it's Ukrainian women. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you could. <laughs> I mean, the best Ukrainian, the best models were all Ukrainian to begin with. Now you could get them heavily discounted. Not only the the ones that are put together, but the ones that are missing limbs. <laughs> you can fit more in a crate to ship them over here. You stack them. Like who's missing a leg? Who's missing an arm? You fit them together like Lego pieces in the, sh- yeah, in the uh, shipping your, crate. Your Honor, it's not polygamy. Uh, she's disembodied. She only has no. She has no legs. Hey, the other bitch has no arms. It's one woman. Actually, they together make one lady. Paul, Paul McCartney. Carney could have had anyone in the whole world, and he took a no-leg bitch for easier access. So, oh, and then I just, she divorced him. 
Yeah, but mm. I just have to assume that, you know, I wouldn't think that I'd like no legs, but Paul McCartney could have been with anyone, and he actually picked that as the ideal candidate, so... Is that, is that true? Don't lack no legs till you've tried. Yeah, he. Yeah, she didn't lose her leg with him. He didn't like <laughs> gnaw it off in some sort of weird, uh, you know, ceremony. But I, I mean, you that probably, means Paul McCartney had probably, to have had a fetish, right? No, I, I would just assume you can have sex from all sorts of angles that yeah. you and I haven't even considered. Oh, I've considered yeah, it. Paul Car- Paul McCartney, the <laughs> the king of the spinners, dude. I, I had yeah. <laughs> well, okay, so. Ooh. Sorry. Talking about, let's go to Jed Ortega then, right? I, I brought this oh, up. That's what it was. Yeah. So I, what do you think? I mean, I, to me, this is a huge white pill that this chick is willing to kind of go out there and she's been like outwardly conservative libertarian, right? Which you don't see, especially from younger people, but I mean, she's bold, man, taking this, quitting, quitting this, this show in solidarity and basically, you know, free speech, you know, you shouldn't be canceled for these political beliefs, especially in a war that doesn't concern us. So what do you guys takes? Are you, is this going to catch on? Well, what I what I know for a fact is that if Dave Smith were to be fired from Gas Digital, there's no fucking chance in hell. If Robbie was offered the top slot at part of the problem, he'd be like, "Bye, Dave. Not there's no loyalty here, buddy." Uh, so, so I don't think he can any, really relate to the Ortega. idea that there's any money in part of the problem without him on the show. <laughs> I love that concept. Like the show itself has the audience, and he can leave, and I just get to keep the audience. No, no, it's it's all it's all the platform. It has nothing to do with David. Yeah, if, if he were to go away, it's it's still still huge numbers. I know that for. I a would fact. sell Dave out to then go back to the, basically just the run your mouth audience. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good point. Uh, look, I, I think it's 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 stunning, to be honest. It, it's so rare to see any level of courage, uh, particularly amongst the Hollywood elite. But, I, you know, I think that there there may be a, a gambit here like they're gam- she's gambling that like ultimately uh, public opinion will shift and she'll be on the right side of history and Hollywood will have to give her all the best deals moving forward yeah. to, to make amends for it. But uh, it's also, you know, Hollywood is ran by. Go ahead. Who? Who, <laughs> Who do you think it's run by? Are, he, are you are you about to make a whoopsie judel? Clint, the person with the exclusive Rumble contract, who's now the face of conservative media and serious interviews, who no, can't be you guys, around you guys all have, this cum you guys talk, this, is trying you, to say that Hollywood is run by who? Clint? No, Hispanics is run, is run by attorneys and uh, pro Hispanic uh, caucus. Yes, uh, yes. No, look, I just think I just think it's it's. Uh, it's a uh, paradigm shift that I'm I'm happy to see. I would like to see more and more people like willingly accepting cancellation and just be like, yeah, yeah bitch, let's go. Because I think that's that's really what like this entire industry is. Is the podcast circuit is like, yeah, I'm canceled from everything for the rest of my life, and I'm fucking good with that. Well, uh, so I just want to see tens of thousands of people doing that. It'd be funny though if with all the actors, they just got replaced and the machine moves on. Like it's yeah. fun with it's fun with comedians when they get canceled in a way or with like I'm I'm all with you that it's best when talent gets canceled and then talent turns around and wins out. Yeah. I think when it comes to actors and actresses though They're pretty fucked. Yeah, cuz you're kind of got lucky to be chosen and right. then yeah. to be hot and then to get the work. Like it's different if you're a content creator, if you're a director, you can get you know what I mean if you're if you're uh Martin Scorsese, you can get canceled by Netflix. Some independent producer with China money is going to give you $100 million to make your next film, and you're going to go make it, and then the system just loses out. But if you're Jenny, I've never heard of Jenny Ortega before. I don't know who the hell she is. She's in the show Wednesday that's really popular, and now a bunch of movies. Oh, she's she's, like she's hyper popular. The, the gothy looking bitch. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. does the does which, that creepy dance. Which, I've seen and all by the way, online. if she was canceled, if she joined OnlyFans, she would make $2 million tomorrow, overnight. <laughs> 
instantly. I'm not kidding. Instantly. That, that chick, um, I bet she's got a very dark butthole. I bet it's not nice. I think well, OnlyFans might, might kill her career. But Wednesday's a very light-skinned character. I think you might put in her dark contract. Butthole. She's got to bleach that going in. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> this is, imagine you got to like, hey hey Wednesday you have to bleach your pugsley. Uh, imagine if, <laughs> if if Robbie's superpower was just that he could just look at a chick's face and be like, I know exactly the pigment of your butthole. What a, what a weird skill set this guy's got. I'm trying to trick. think. I'm trying to think like you know the phrase <laughs> the carpet. Wrong. Yeah. Does the carpet match the curtains? It's like that with with uh, with eyeballs and buttholes. <laughs> Yo, Robbie walks into this Hollywood party. He goes, goes, prove me wrong. He's like, ah, got it wrong again. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think I was. I, I forgot who I was on a phone call with, but I was saying, about, like, you just start claiming on stage that like you have a giant dick, and then if someone like sleeps with you and goes, "It's not that big," you're like, "You fucking slut! <laughs> How many have you seen? <laughs> like, <laughs> What's your frame of reference?" Yeah, it's like it's a win-win, you know. Yeah. Um, okay, so going back to what Clint was saying, I, I, here's the thing: like, I I do think that this. I think Jen is making a good gambit. I do think that. Israel is badly losing the PR war and they've never been in this position before with all the videos coming out with public perception, with losing the media narrative, which they had such an iron grip on. They are a hundred percent. Why did they have a grip on the media narrative? Oh, I, I you know, just uh, <laughs> good PR people. <laughs> it's so, certainly not any relationships about. or any ownership structures that might be out there. But, but you know, it's like they're, they're losing it. You know, like I think that Israel right now is making one of the most, I mean, the fact that they took the ceasefire, I think, is an indicator that they know they're they're losing everybody and that you know, you're seeing protests all over the world. They're in greater danger now than they've ever been as a nation, ironically. Even though they're militaristically strong, I think as a nation, they're in the most danger now than they've ever been. Well, I I would say probably the 1948 war was the most danger. But, I don't, yeah, but, but they, they won, won that shit hands yeah. down. It was not, they were like, ah, oh, whatever, you know, <laughs> right, but, okay, we'll kick I'm, your ass and we'll take your land. It, until, it seems until, like they were like, if Turkey invades, if, I mean, obviously Lebanon's already shelling them. If you were to get a handful of other nations that were to invade and with the backing of Iran, we yeah, can finally think, get rid of the Jews. That's what no, you were no, going to say. No, right, that's not what I was going to no, say. They, <laughs> I was going to say, then it would be the most existential conservative rumble commentator. I can say whatever the fuck I want on Rumble. You guys keep trying to get me canceled from a contract. I'm on Rumble too. Don't worry. We'll just we'll take the shit off forever else from there. Go for it. I, that's that's all I had to say is that I think that they there's the potential. Uh, this is the whole reason I've been arguing for a ceasefire or moderation of the IDF tactics is just that I think I think that you know from whichever side you you approach this, if you have more sympathy for the Israeli side or the Palestinian side, it doesn't behoove either side to allow the IDF to just fucking flatten Gaza because right. then you have the rest of the Muslim and Arab world that's looking at them going like, okay, well, game on, dude. You know, like, and if they say that, yes, Israel has nukes, but it doesn't change the fact that they're tremendously outnumbered. Just Turkey alone invading would be a fucking, uh, you know, absolute nightmare for them. So, and that's yeah, a NATO member uh, too, which means that NATO ends up, uh, you know, disassembling itself, which is fascinating dynamic. I think we all make the mistake of viewing this through like a Western lens. And what we don't realize is that God just wants these two groups to fight for his attention. <laughs> so they're trying to be the chosen people. Exactly. That's the way it's supposed to work, is that they're supposed to be there. And, you know, sometimes whoever has the upper hand beats the shit out of the other one. <laughs> I've been going for 
quite some time, but yeah, it does. It does. I, like you know, empirically, you're probably correct. But uh, as a as a peacenik that doesn't like to see kids pulled out of rubble on either side, I just want you to just see don't it. understand God and the way I, that that's he also true. I don't seems I don't. to enjoy human torture in the name of a relationship <laughs> with him. God's just looking down that he's like, I feel bad for these Palestinians, but look how hot I made these Israeli bitches. Ah, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Every time I want to spite them, they you know, smite them. They. I love, I love that, that uh, Jesus now has an Israeli accent. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> oh, well, hey, Dad, I'm going to make you a deal, huh? These ideas are like very that, uh, attractive. What do you think? Probably- do we gotta, do we have to crucify both left and right? <laughs> uh, but just one. I do like that about Jesus, that he was probably most likely brown. Yeah. You like that? Yeah, I love that, that like Europeans, you know, these Christian anti-Semitic, whatever Europeans that are anti, uh, you know, people of darker shade pigmentations, most likely if you had an honest, you know, crucifix, you got like a Mexican looking Jesus up there. How funny would it be, though, if he was like a like a albino Middle Eastern. Oh, and he really was the chosen one. That's why he went. That's why he went in the cave. He went in the cave for like three days because the sun was too hot and he couldn't go outside. He's like, I can't. He 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 wasn't. He wasn't killed. He was just hiding from the sun. Just sunburned badly. He's like, bring me some aloe, Judas. Judas, don't use all my. (laughs) He was the first great white. Yeah, that, that that does make sense. It takes as a very fair, fair-skinned man myself. It does take me about three days to recover from a bad sunburn. So yeah, right. So I'm I saying. think we may have figured this out. Yeah, this um, is such a sacrilegious conversation. Twenty-one minutes of pure sacrilege. This has been fantastic. This is how you get into it. Well, we'll, we'll redeem it. We'll come back around. Look, we'll, we'll talk about some Thanksgiving stuff. Um, did you ever have sex on Thanksgiving, and do you think it's possible to have sex on Thanksgiving? Well, not let's say after turkey. after the meal. Yeah, after the meal. Do you think people do it? Oh, Have no, you done it? Is it possible? You're a fucking piece of shit or or an absolute Iron Man savage if you can have sex right. after eating turkey. That's ridiculous. I think that I, should be a badge of honor. I don't think I've ever had sex after Thanksgiving, but as a lifelong overeater, I could totally pull it off. Thanksgiving's really? not even that much of an overeating thing for like it's just when you're you know, a pro. Yeah. I'm usually I'm usually staying at my Nana's house, so like to you know, to get it in at Nana's is fucking pretty Pretty well, I mean, that's dude. part of the challenge, right? It's that's your like, merit badge. Well, but here's the thing: it, it, you're already describing homemade girl. Like, uh, I'm sorry, homemade, homemade girls. Already, homemade girls. <laughs> Robbie's just piecing together a mutant woman in the corner with leftover leftover chicken and holding together potatoes. You're Two already, asparagus pieces for the vagina. <laughs> all right, you're already describing like. Um, in your house, like, okay, if I'm like in a new relationship and I'm going out for Thanksgiving, I'm not even overeating because, like. I'm just, you know, what am I getting in the car with the stomach full of uh, turkey and whatnot? So you're talking about that you're staying at the place and then you're no. probably with your girlfriend and then you've got enough opportunities to fuck. You're not like turned on by the turkey to go. We're right. definitely having sex tonight. So I feel like that's where the odds of like Thanksgiving fornification are because the uh, the bigger novelty is the overeating on Thanksgiving than the having sex with your loved one. But if you float new pussy on the table somehow, or you meet someone at a Thanksgiving meal, you're just not going to overeat. You'll yeah, that cousin, like, cousin you haven't seen in a while. Yeah, yeah, like a cousin, second one though. A second, or like a one. or like a friendsgiving, right? Those friendsgivings yeah. when you're kind of on your own and you might, might be trying to get it in. But I don't know. I mean, it'd be so hard. You're so bloated up. Maybe when I was yeah. a young man, I could do it. Like I don't even know how you go out to. Like if I was dating again right now, I don't even know how I'd go to dinner. And have I sex don't afterwards. understand how women. Women seem to have better stomachs or just more con- like 
Because I'm going, I'm like, why are we eating now? I want to have sex later. Like, this is <laughs> yeah, this exactly. is the worst thing that we could possibly be doing. Or like, you know, but then something like the way sometimes I eat thin women, I see thin women eat. And you're just like, what? Did you not eat for the like the rest of the week? Do you eat once a week that you can have like pancakes, eggs, like and bacon just out 6 p.m. on a Tuesday? Like, what is going I, on here? I'm telling you, I think I've dated numerous uh, attractive ladies who were like constipated a lot. I think that hot chicks just eat and it just packs in their guts and they shit like once every four days. And half the time you're banging them and you think they're tight and it's not that. It's just that they're so oh. constipated. You're just dicks whacking against hardened turds in their lower intestines. That makes sense. Right? God, yeah. Man. I'm telling you. That's I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you. I've been with them. They're always constipated. I've been with if, them too. I don't believe that they're always constipated. Uh, look, <laughs> here's the truth. I've, I've lived with girls that pretended that they didn't fart or shit. And, and like, I understand your thesis as to believing that they're constipated. I think they just wait until you're not there and then they let they let loose. That's my no, that's my belief. I don't know. I for like fact. your uh, Glamour magazine. Ladies, you want to know how to make your pussy tighter? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Follow my six tips. I'm no, Cosmo's no, newest no fiber. Sex. Just eat yeah. steak all day and let it pack in there. Good God. I actually I do I I have a terrible memory, but for I guess it was novel, so I do remember this. I got uh you know uh road uh pleasure on, on the route to my mom's house many, many moons ago uh on Thanksgiving uh you know nice. road pleasure is the creepiest way to say that. Can you just say ro- like road yeah, pleasure? Yeah, road head, whatever. Are we on YouTube? I don't know what the fuck road is this pleasure. from everywhere. Road pleasure. What was I'm she, getting road pleasure. Yeah, that does sound good. <laughs> that does sound good. And I was fingering my asshole. And you know, <laughs> sometimes you gotta just do what you gotta do, man. Do you do you remember what song you was playing on the radio at the time? Or was it just talk radio? Oh, it definitely wasn't radio at all you absolute boomer uh <laughs> it was probably i don't know tech nine cd i don't know i don't know, know if i've ever nutted from roadhead it's hard it's yeah, distracting yeah you're trying not to crash the car and kill the two of you right yeah yeah you and then also real you really trigger. It, or even worse is you crash the car and don't kill both you but your dick gets chopped off, off. yeah yeah, yeah. That's a good. That, is that in any uh, any final destinations? And, and your loved one chokes to death on your wiener. And now you just have to live out the rest of your life, and you're cockless. not finding a new later because you, you, yeah, you're cockless without your cockless, loved one. Cockless, bitchless. Yeah. Well, think about the, the if By you way, were that's a, a real great man. Movie title. That's a great cockless, movie title. Cockless without your without your loved one. <laughs> <laughs> well, thinking, if if she is choking on a, a severed yes. cock, starring Jenna, and Jenna you Ortega, give her the high Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, again, if you have to, like, if she's choking on your dick, and then yeah. you got to give the Heimlich. Now you got to slam your severed cock slab against her <laughs> to Heimlich her, and now you're in so much pain. Uh, that's a good. That's a good question. Your dick's choking your loved one, but you're dickless. Are you? I I I don't know how I could pay any attention to the person who's suffocating on my cock when I'm just totally in shock that my dick's gone. Yeah, I agree there. I mean. I'm amazed just, at like, be, like she, Bob it. F- she's like, she's like, ah, and I'm just like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> she's pointing at her throat and you're just pointing. It's like the Pee Wee Herman, you know, he's pointing at his front and his back to the, the dance, except she's pointing at her throat and you're pointing at your cock. Is Robbie frozen or just deep in thought? <laughs> I think he's frozen. High as a kite. <laughs> <laughs> he's, not, he's never coming back now. <laughs> the cock king. Oh, no. man. Uh, he's I had it. no idea. That's why he was called. Though. I thought it had to do with the Mises caucus. It's just like, I know. Apparently not. The entire time. He's the cocky. He also is known for repairing. If you have a cock like a Bobbitt situation, he can repair your cock. His he's got little hands, and yeah. uh, he just finds stitching to make sure yeah. it goes on smooth. Little hands, little hands, well, Robbie. We'll see if he makes it back. <laughs> um, 
I'll save another another Thanksgiving question for later. But let's let's real quick. So I've been I've been on Twitter. I think you've you've expressed the same sentiment here. Javier Malay, right? He's he won the presidency in Argentina. Pretty fucking amazing achievement considering the guy's running on Austrian economics, running on taking a chainsaw to the state, running on fighting social justice. You would think, though, for some people's post, that he's the antichrist to libertarianism. Right. Have you seen yeah. this? Where do you, where, I mean, where, give me your take on this because it's, it's really pissing me the fuck off. I'll, I'll, I'll address this directly to Toad because he is made. Thank you. That's, that's who set off my whole post on this, by the yeah, way. I, fucking I, Toad. I, had a, I had a feeling. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, there's there's a strain within libertarianism that is uh, you know purely contrarian, and there, and and there's like some sort of street cred that comes with the being the most jaded, like the most yeah. the most pessimistic, and uh, I'm not one of them. You know, like I like it, it's it's such a it it just goes without saying. Like, no, you shouldn't trust him. <laughs> you know, like, right. Like, but but they're like they're like saying it as if it's fucking super profound. They're like, this guy first trip is going to Israel. Well, he's obviously <laughs> a fraud. It's like, dude, I don't have a fucking clue what he's gonna do during his first presidential term, or if I don't even know if there's more than one presidential term possible in Argentina. I don't know fucking anything about Argentina practically. All I know is that rhetorically, this guy is one of us when it comes to what he intends to do to the state of Argentina. He's going to temporarily migrate to the U.S. dollar to stem the tide of 140% annualized inflation, which is exactly what I would do if mm-hmm. I was trying to get the economy off the mat. Then I would open it up to a decentralized currency market. He's like, everything he said, you listen to the motherfucker, he sounds just like Mises or, or Rothbard. Like, you can't fake that. So he obviously knows our ideology. He, he obviously knows how to spit that shit and, and get people fired up. That's fucking great. If he ends up being a con man, well then, hooray, Toad, you nailed it. A politician <laughs> lied. Fucking congratulations. Like, like, like some profound claim. All right. So right, exactly. No, 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 it's no, exactly right though. He is. And look, if he's a fraud, then fine. He's a fraud. But to your point, give him the benefit of the doubt here. Let's see what he can do. Cause when are we going to have an opportunity? When have we had historically an opportunity where somebody actually has a president level position, the ability to try to transform an entire nation as to our ph- philosophical beliefs or economic beliefs. Never. I don't, I don't know if it's going to happen again never. in our, yeah, never. And I don't know if it's going to happen again in our lifetime for that matter. It probably so, won't. So like, yeah, give the motherfucker a shot. And like, right. The, the people of Argentina, have dealt with socialism and hyperinflation for fucking decades. So like, or maybe the hyperinflation hasn't been decades, but it's been a couple of years now. Um, and it's just brutal. So like they, they, for whatever reason, they bought into his, his spiel and he's going after the media. He's going after the political establishment. He's going after the central banks. This is fucking awesome. This is awesome. Yeah. He's way better than Donald Trump. And you'll hear libertarians talk about him more favorably than they will Malay. It's like, what yep. the fuck? So look, I, I'm very, uh, hopeful. I, obviously, I'm I'm skeptical, but I'm very very hopeful that this guy will go in there. He'll actually fucking shred the DEI framework, the all the critical race theory framework out of academia. He'll shred all of the the central banking uh, manipulation. He'll stop playing ball with the IMFs of the world, and and he'll actually give his people an opportunity to thrive. And if they do. Let's just say this. If they do, if he succeeds, if he actually cuts the social uh, or the uh, you know the the what's it called? Social safety net. Yep. And they thrive and the economy improves and unemployment decreases and the average uh, you know life expectancy rises and and uh, you know poverty decreases. That's a fucking earth-shattering paradigm shifting maneuver that that's happening in Latin America which has been just overran with socialist policies for mm-hmm. fucking decades. 
partially because of our CIA. Uh, and I, and I really, I hope, man, I hope. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where one of the, one of the biggest issues with libertarianism is that we don't have any proof of concept. Right. Exactly. We can talk about it philosophically, but we have to, other than going back to like the founding of the country where you're like, oh, look, no taxes, open free market trade, non-interventionalism. Okay. Well, nobody remembers that. And yeah. who knows? Well, you and know, then, what and the, then if you bring that up, they just go, oh, you want to bring slavery back. But yeah. Like, well, I mean, kind of, but no, no, it, it's all of the rest of it is what I'm actually referencing. But yeah, right. it was 150 years. Well, there was also slavery that coincided, unfortunately. So it's yeah. like, this is an opportunity to see what the foundation of America could look like without the slavery aspect thrown in there. Uh, the problem is that they're actually, they're, they're coming from a terribly broken system with, right. you know, triple digit inflation rates. They, he has like all of the odds are stacked against him already. So it's like, I just don't understand why you'd be like, like what, who are you protecting? actively seeking? Right. Yeah. yeah actively like, seeking I, I, I to I, demonize him and tear what, him down. What is this? What is it? Like, and they keep in mind, the guy that he was up against was Massa, who's the, uh, yeah. by the way, funny slave reference, uh, Massa. And, and, and he was, he was the finance minister that was responsible for the inflation. So it's like, it's like they could have gone back into the, the guy who was bringing them or destroying their economy. Or they can go for the guy that's, uh, you know, espousing exactly what we would prescribe to try and remedy this. And it's like, I want to see what the fuck can happen, man. I do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and another thing, people are talking about how he went to the WEF. Well, from what, from what I've heard, the accounts was he went and said, hey, I'm going to preach Austrian economics. And then wasn't and then wasn't invited back. So I don't understand what the connection people are trying to make there is if he's preaching something different than what these people are prescribing to us. And then on another note, I you know I I think it's interesting that you know Malay's out there. He definitely comes across as this kind of uh, insane figure, right? I compared him to like Willy Wonka on a radio show was on recently. He kind of has a Willy Wonka vibe to him in the way he acts, the way he dresses, this flaming hair, and of course, you will get nothing. You know, good day, sir. You get nothing for people. To, to, to get on board with that, to believe like the people of Argentina, as you said, have been through a lot, but it takes the belief in the rhetoric, in the change, in the, it, yeah, it takes a large amount of belief in that the system has to change and can change, which is something I've been talking about with libertarianism is we have to get that sort of belief system here. Exactly. Right. To get people to, to go into this huge change, you have to have that fucking belief. And that motherfucker did it. He got he them it. on board. And so, he did it, and he did it with fucking absolute savage fire. Yep. Which is which is also funny because that's all Toad has said that he wants to see. That's the whole reason he was such a big fan of Dave Smith. That's the same reason I am. Is that tell it how it is. Don't yep. hold back. Sh- fucking actually attack the people that are responsible for d- destroying our way of life and do not sugarcoat it at all. Say it with fire. Say it with passion. Let people know that they're not alone. Let them know that they're not crazy. Let them know that there's an alternative. Like this is exactly what we wanted to see. He did it. It won. Fucking awesome. Let's see if he can actually, uh, you know, bring to bear his ideas. The truth is, he also doesn't have a fucking, uh, like, really any hope of getting most of this stuff passed through Congress. So, like, right. the odds are extraordinarily stacked against him. He's probably going to have to behave like Bukele and, and you know, kind of become a dictator temporarily to to implement all of his policies because there's a ton of people that are in, uh, you know, right. what the fuck is the name of the nation? I'm blanking. Argentina? Yeah, I was going to say Venezuela. <laughs> in Argentina that are accustomed to the socialism framework and they are they are basically like antifa in that yeah. nation and there's a really good chance that you'll see vicious riots that just try and destroy uh the country while he's trying to implement his stuff so it's going to be it, i mean it's going to be 
astronomically challenging. And if he can prevail, it'll be earth shattering just as El Salvador has, you know, demonstrated that, uh, with with a bit of an iron fist early on and then liberalizing afterwards uh it seems as if it's going to work for them and and i just i just hope that instead of you know pivoting immediately back towards socialism if it doesn't work in the next 12 months people will give him uh you know a fair shake yeah exactly man well by the way i've got an update from robbie i don't know if he's going to make it back his internet is just dead it just oh, went geez. out wasn't he That's fighting tough. forever years ago with his internet? Wasn't that yeah. like a big a big to do? I can't remember what the fucking name of the place was. Yeah, but he, uh, yeah, he he went to war with them on Twitter like a year ago. I don't I don't remember the circumstances. Well, it's it's either his internet went out or his cum has finally dried out and cooled off, and he's just sitting in the, a frozen chunk on the bottom of his body, Dude, encased in it. If I if I was his ISP provider, given the conversation we had for the first twenty minutes, I would have just cut <laughs> his internet too. I would have been like, this guy is obviously a terrorist. <laughs> well, dude, t- perfect segue. Um, the border wall, or the, well, the border wall, the, the Canadian border was just attacked from a, I think a car based or truck based bomb or something. I mean, it's still like the news is kind of coming out about it. This is fascinating. It, is it the Canadians repatriating their syrup by any means necessary? Um, are we, are we seeing the white walkers come after us or, or is like, I mean, as far as border security, obviously it's an issue that not a lot of libertarians agree on. I, for one, believe we have to have a border. I believe that the welfare state is the real reason for that for me. But now you do see some some shit kicking up. Like, where do you fall on on border security to the north? Uh, I mean, I, I don't really have a firm position on this because I haven't thought about it a ton. Uh, but, you know, it, normally my, my knee-jerk reaction with any terrorist attack is that it's a false flag. But on this one, uh, the fact that it was actually, it appears that it was actually stopped at the yep. the border patrol and they think it's into, real <laughs> it was yeah it was put into secondary screening and then they they sped up and then they hit something and then it blew up it's like all right that sounds like an actual terrorist attack that was thwarted yep. uh and and as as of now all we know is that the two people inside the vehicle are the only ones that died that's also not normally how terrorist attacks that are false flags go down so uh it strikes me as probably an actual terrorist attack uh it's very. This is very preliminary. So if people are listening to this later and it turns out, yeah, that this yeah, is we're, totally we're, different. This, story. Is, this news broke like an hour before we're recording this. Podcast, exactly. But. So I, I just have to preface it with that because otherwise people go like, "Oh, these fucking idiots! They yeah. don't know anything <laughs> about this story." It's like, well, yeah, we don't know anything about it. This is like very early reports. So, uh, but yeah, I, like, there's a lot of like, I, if people have been paying attention, there are hundreds of thousands of people that are in the streets for the Palestinians all over the fucking world, and you know. It's it's a distinct possibility that it, it is someone attempting to go after the United States because we've been funding Israel and arming them. Yeah, exactly. Well, so uh, Libertarian Podcast View says just being reported, no explosives, just gas. So I guess just a lot of gas, which is again an odd an odd thing to speed up when you just have a car full of gasoline too. But who knows what they're going to do? But yeah, I mean, the part of the problem with having the open borders argument as well. We are active all over the world. We are funding Israel. We are funding a war and and helping to supply the war in Yemen. And we are involved well, in so much like Africa. What's that? The, the Yemen one ended, but yeah, Ukraine would be the. Oh, sorry, you're right. Yeah, I forgot. The, I forgot it. <laughs> forgot <laughs> it ended. Yeah, Ukraine. We've got Ukraine right now. We've got. Uh, we're active in Africa. We're active again in Syria, dropping bombs on people in the middle of you know trying to Iraq respond too, to Iraq. Yeah, to respond hey. to these drone attacks on our bases. He made it. We're talking about the uh, the White Walkers attacking on our northern border, and this car that exploded. Just like an hour ago. I live in fear of that too. I mean, it's terrifying. 
It's terrifying. But yeah, it's if, there's if, a lot of ter- there's a lot of bad actors out there and we create more of them every single day without right. a doubt. I mean, this is the whole reason that most of us are not interventionists except for Austin yeah. Peterson because we're not fucking retarded. Uh, <laughs> you know, I I'm I'm really disturbed by the fact that like we continue to behave this way despite all of the 20 fucking years of the war on terror and realizing that it was not a net positive for this nation and yet we're now pivoting and saying Israel can do whatever it wants to defend itself if that amounts to uh, you know, an ethnic cleansing of, of the, the Gazans, then so be it. Uh, I'm sure it'll be fine. You know, the, the Muslim world certainly doesn't pay attention to the fact that we arm and fund these people as they, uh, you know, carry out these atrocities. So it'll never come back on us. You know, Osama bin Laden's letter, don't read that. Don't think about it. Right? It's a bunch of leftist, leftist TikTokers that, that are popularizing it, so they obviously are wrong. It's like, no, no. The Muslim world does pay attention when we do this shit to them. They've explicitly said they fucking hate us for it, and I would like to stop because I also hate my government for doing that to them. Um, so... You know, that's my position. Yeah. Robbie? Well, you guys really <laughs> moved away from a cum talk. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no. We, sir, we, we actually mentioned it. We were worried that you were encased in some sort of cum cocoon um, at your house. And you felt like your chair fell over, but you were encased in a, a hardened semen shell and couldn't couldn't get out of it. Kind of like a Tootsie Pop. How many licks does it take to get to the center of Robbie's cum Tootsie Pop is really the question. Oh, Jesus Christ. I've never made it. Without <laughs> <laughs> I've tried so so hard, but I've never gotten the Oh, we also were talking. Oh, here we go. We'll go back. We were talking about Javier Malay. I don't know if you have any quick take on Javier Malay. Just the the the, the yeah, libertarian. Yeah, yeah. Robbie's like never heard of him. objectionism. I don't know. Always finding fault, purity test, horse shit with Malay before he's even had a chance to do anything. We we're just talking about how we're both uh, fed up with it. Nice. Uh, I haven't thoroughly looked into the guy and watched the whole thing on the outside it seems exciting particularly that he was so aggressive in libertarian talking points and had such a fuck you attitude and the fact that that was popular and uh i mean that country is so backwards and i think it sounds to me like he's playing a winning game of uh, saying hey we'll take your u.s dollars like if there's anything you can do to play nice with the United States of America right now, it's going, yeah, we're we're all in on your dollars because you're actually right, yeah. giving them what they want. So typically speaking, if you saw some libertarian come up with a pro-freedom thing, you could see why people would start calling him a terrorist or whatever else to box them out of the system and not possibly give them a win. But he's managed to go, hey, I'll be 100% on board with US dollars. I'll have my whole country. You guys can inflate even more. I know other people are moving away from this thing. We'll go all in. So it seems to me like he's playing a winning hand of going, I will do exactly what the machine needs right now and can have a win from. And I would also venture to guess that as bad as our inflation is, it's not nearly as bad as theirs. No, so theirs that is would be, uh, astronomically yeah. high. Yeah. So that, that, you know what I mean? It's almost like if you're falling down a cliff, but you're going to fall down, it's slower now. So it's a win for them. And I would exactly. have to imagine that if we're reintegrated with the United States, my guess is they'll be able to sell more of their uh, oil to us. Right. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if uh, pl- players like the Fed are a little bit more inclined to actually start doing debt bailouts over there or lending them money because it just means that more of the U.S. dollar is actually in use. So the bullish story for me, for libertarians right now, is that perhaps this guy actually won the election. Perhaps he actually does advance you know, and pull them out of what's got to be the worst rut of, you know, of any society probably for the last 50 years in terms of just decline in wealth. Um, and I think that long term, that could be a real win for, you know, the libertarian narrative. So I like it. Yeah. See, Robbie's take is perfect because he's smart and he's not a fucking piece of shit. like <laughs> Code. 
There you go. Yeah. All now, right. I, I don't know about the libertarian purity test. I don't know if, like, you know, he has some secret other agenda. I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't follow every aspect Ex- exactly. of politics. Well, that, that's what people are going off on. Yeah, that's what people are going off on. They're like, well, what if this? What if yeah, he's a secret plant? There's, it's like, shut the fuck up. There's enough of a... <laughs> what are you talking about? I, I, there's enough of a win here or a pathway to a win. It seems very exciting to me that a guy with libertarian, you know, talking points got out there, wasn't nice about it, didn't play the leftist game, didn't try and, you know, he uh, he was so straight and narrow of like, of, of just libertarian principles. Like, no, it's theft. No, we don't have this money. Like, just really simple things that seem to be very difficult to do and arguments that are usually difficult to win. And he was just crushing them. Yeah. And, and he's got that stupid fucking Beatles face haircut thing, you know, like, but yeah, somehow he made it work. Austin Powers Dude, style. Get, get him a one-legged wife. He's a tantric sex coach. How fucking gangster is that? <laughs> no, <laughs> is he really? Yeah, that's dude. all right. That's, that's the part that like I a libertarian really, that can have that, a libertarian that's good at sex. Now I know why these guys really want to take him down. Jealousy. You know, funny, he did seem to have a creepy sex thing to me where I'm like, <laughs> maybe that's that Austin Powers like thing that he has going on. But yep. Uh, hopefully he fixes the country before it finds out he's fucking a lot of kids. Uh, Ro- Robbie spent fucking 25 minutes talking about how much he comes all over the place. And, and now he's going to call Javier Malay some creepy. <laughs> well, you ever see that video like of head. Malay ripping off the state organizations from the whiteboard? I imagine I'm he does that, but with, but at strip clubs, you know, Afana! <laughs> he's just tearing their clothes off. <laughs> also, I, you know, I, I was watching him with the chainsaw. I was like, you're really close to other people with that thing. <laughs> Oh, the thing you don't know is that chainsaws, if you happen to hit somebody with a chainsaw, it's not like the movies. You can't just chop through them. The blade, right. the chain gets all gummed up with flesh. It's right. That's movie magic, man. Got you, got you. Um, all right. Next thing I want to talk about. Well, actually, it, since it just it's the anniversary of JFK getting assassinated and Happy it's interesting. Happy anniversary to Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> um, it's, it's interesting because like a lot of this stuff's coming out now, like. I didn't know certain things and I was made aware of this. Like, did you know that the recordings uh, of JFK getting shot where you actually hear gunshots, those gunshots are not real. They've been added in because the real recording did not have any gunshots in it whatsoever. There's only one recording ever made from a police motorcycle about two miles away. I've only ever seen the Zapruder film, which I knew was silent. So I've never even seen the film with, with gunshots. Yeah. It's the, the, the audio for it. So they added in, when you, if you That's hear a, every gunshot, uh, enthusiast for classic convertibles, I refuse to watch the film. Uh, just it's too too harmful yeah, to, to the see leather. an interior just get absolutely wrecked. <laughs> With the guy's well, blood and from both sides, that's that's the like conspiracy. That. I can't I can't watch those things. You know, well, it's too much. <laughs> to me, it's fairly obvious that he's shot from from both the front and the rear. Uh, so, I think that it's as far as I'm concerned, it's case closed that the the story that we were told was absolutely false. Uh, uh, as to the exact details as to who was responsible, my my guess I could guess, uh, but I don't know definitively. Uh, but I think that you know he he made a lot of enemies uh, based off of his rhetoric, and and the most likely the CIA took him out. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it certainly seems that way. To the point about the two bullets, you know, two entry wounds. They just had this this report come out about doctors who had worked on it and and had JFK on the operating table and were looking at the body. Because he, he apparently was still alive when he got to the hospital. He was still breathing. So they're looking at it and they're saying there's no way. There's an entry wound that looks like is in his neck. There's one that looks like it's peeling the scalp back. Impossible if you're getting shot from behind. Unless, yeah, unless you're wearing the, the world's worst hair piece that's stuck to your skull and is blowing back in the wind. So it seems clear there are two shooters. Allegedly, a, secu- a secret security guy comes up and says, 
don't tell anybody about this wound in his neck. Don't say it was an entry wound. That's an exit wound. So what made me think about this, not only is the anniversary, but when you've got a, a Malay type character, you do wonder if the CIA would take him out. Now, to Robbie's point, the monetary aspect of that's probably good for Malay. I think but, he, just, he just played a winning hand. Like if you sat yeah. down with the mob and they're like, we're killing you. And you could say, well, I have the exact thing that you need. Yeah. All right. We'll hear you out. It seems like if you were watching The Godfather or any movie ever when the villain gets the guy and he goes or when the villain gets caught and they just play a winning hand of, well, I know I have the exact thing that you need. And they're like, fuck, now we're stuck with this person. You know, that's what it feels like he just did. He was able to he was able to offer the Treasury, the central banks of the United States, an area to offload trillions of u.s dollars to decrease the domestic inflation as robbie has already detailed i'll just give a little bit more specifics that is that will keep him above ground as far as i'm concerned because that and he also just changed the narrative of that you know bricks and everyone's moving away from the u.s dollar and you know decreasing dollar demand and not being able to offset the debt i I mean as backwards as that country is it's still a country you know what i mean it's still a a big country dude it's 50 million people Right. And it, and it was one of the major economies in the region. It still could be. I mean, one of those emphases is opening up trade. You know, again, get free the trade markets up. So, yeah, they could be a major player offloading that debt too, especially in an era where they just, you know, the Treasury just tried to offload bonds and no it was like buying. the nobody was buying. I mean, it was like the worst ever, the worst offering they've ever had in the history of the United States. So, in comes Malay. I mean, convenient timing, I guess. Now I'm, now I'm sounding like a toad. It's clearly a plant, clearly a CIA plant, a Fed plant. Well, just because he's doing what what is uh, beneficial to the U.S. doesn't mean that it's also not the the right play for Argentina. Right. Uh, but prior, the old leadership was aligning themselves with China and the BRICS alliance. So, you know, they they thought that that was the better play. He thinks the better play is to like this is this is what we're all of these nations are put in this predicament. Like that's what happened with Ukraine. They had to decide: are we going with the Russia or the you know the Western alliance? Um, and and these these small nations just get caught up in the crossfire. They have to choose whichever bully they think is going to be best for them. <clears throat> I'm not saying it's fair, but like he's he's opting for the U.S. dollar route, and we'll see if that uh, if that prevails. And if it doesn't, then fucking all the all the diehard jaded pessimists can be like, ha ha! I knew this politician was going to be a liar and fail. It's like, well, you nailed it, dude, because that's every other politician in my entire fucking life. Right. So like, <laughs> congrats. All right. Well, let's see. We're gonna we'll wrap it up here. We got about ten minutes left in the pod. Uh, last uh, two questions. One's a Thanksgiving easy question to end it. Uh, but before that, so you just had Vivek on or Vivek, however you want to, to say his name. I want to um, say his name how it's pronounced. You fucking bigot. Uh, Varvik. So anyway, <laughs> Varvik Ramakamala. So he was on your show. He's been on part of the pot or part of the problem uh, numerous times now. As you know, RFK has been on too. If you had to choose right you've got rfk or vivek now both of them could theoretically end up in the libertarian party race right rfk might encounter some pretty heavy ballot access issues vivek if he does not get chosen as vp i still think that's his angle if he does not i think his ego his ambition will probably make him go fuck it i'll pivot to the lp i mean he, christ he was at Porkfest giving a talk he's been on libertarian podcast he has a lot of very libertarian views where do you guys fall would you would you vote for them over one of their current candidates? Would you prefer one over the other if they did come and try to run LP? I mean, I would prefer that neither of them run LP, to be honest. But if if either of them were to, 
I would almost certainly vote for them because the whole purpose of the presidential campaign was to try and get 5%, and either of them are capable of doing so. Um, that would put us into national party status and allow for matching funds, potentially get us on the debate stages moving forward. I think it'd be phenomenal. Um, it also might allow them to moderate some of their more bullshit positions that they've been pushing because they're participating in these other parties. Uh, and maybe we could actually see what their true beliefs are as opposed to what the lobbyists tell them is the most fruitful thing to say. Uh, so, you know, I've had, I've now talked to Vivek for, probably over three hours in total between Twitter spaces, Liberty Lockdown, and uh, the show I do with Luke over on We Are Change. Uh, and he he's a deep thinker. Uh, he's he's probably the most intelligent politician I've ever you know spoken to personally. Um, he's also extraordinarily polished in a way that's off-putting. And, mm. and you can't tell if he's, uh, you know, 100% telling you, the truth about what he feels because he's just so goddamn brilliant. You can't trust the guy. Uh, what is he Israeli? <laughs> I'm not saying that. Uh, uh, he's, he's a very, he's a fascinating character. I think if it were like his domestic policies, I almost entirely agree with. And then his, uh, once again, his foreign policies, uh, I have serious issues with, but compared to the rest of the GOP field, he's probably the best of the bunch. So it's, you know, well, where would you fall then? That. So, the last aspect of that, where do you fall, RFK or Vivek? If they're both running LP, I think I think RFK uh, is compromised, and I got mm. a lot of a lot of heat for saying that. Um, but his his pivot once he was being accused of anti-Semitism for claiming that COVID may be, uh, you know, right, yeah, more yeah, less less likely to be caught by Asian right. and Ashkenazi Jews, yeah, right, right. Which, as far as I know, is probably accurate, but I don't know for sure because I'm, you know, whatever. It's not the point. Point is, after that, he went on this fucking apology tour with Rabbi Shmuley and all these other cats, and then he came out, you know, pretty strongly in favor of Israel in the the most recent war. Uh, it it strikes me as completely counter to what his base was about, and and because it's so out of alignment with what would be politically viable for him at running as an independent. All of the people, all of these people in the street. I mean, we had like a hundred thousand people in D.C. Marching mm-hmm. on behalf of the Palestinians, oh, we then had you know a couple ten thousand or so marching for Israel. But my point being, like all the people marching for Israel, if they're Jewish for the most part, they're going to be in alignment with Biden because he's the one that's arming and funding them. And and all of the hundreds of thousands that are in the streets that are almost all leftists, they don't want to vote for Biden. RFK, all he has to do is give uh, the same impassioned. Uh, you know, defense of the Palestinians that he gave for the Russians when it came to the dynamic of the provocations. He's he's this is what disturbs me so much about him. He's clearly capable of making the case to to argue kind of both sides, which is what most of us do because we're not interventionists. We just want to understand the full picture of of the the conflict and how it came to pass. He could have done that. He didn't. He aligned mm-hmm. himself against all of the people that are in the street by the hundreds of thousands that would gladly vote for him as an independent. That's fucking weird. Yeah. Robbie, what do you think? Well, I just want to weigh in that Clint's entirely wrong about everything that he said. Um, wow. But I agree with mostly all the conclusions. <laughs> I don't know what's right. wrong about. I don't know. <laughs> I would. Uh, just- <laughs> I, I would support uh, Vivek in the uh, LP. I would not support uh, RFK. Yeah. All right. Any any more depth to that answer? Or are you just going to leave it as the basting and, and not dive into it and cut the turkey open? I'm concerned um, that Robbie yeah. and I have agreed about everything today. This is, this is disturbing. <laughs> it's off-putting. It's very off-putting. 
Uh, no, I think uh, I think Clint basically covered that one with wrong points, but it's the same conclusion. So, you know. <laughs> what are the wrong points? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We, we can go to something that we can. We don't, we don't have to get yeah. into that deep. It's a very simple question. Guys, what's the best uh, Thanksgiving pie? Uh, what's your favorite? What's I'm your dessert? Pie, I'm not a pie guy. What? Not a pie Throw guy. off the show. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, um, there's cake people and there's pie people for sure. But okay, right. so you're gotta, a pie man. I, I got to advocate for pecan pie. Um, firstly, wow. I'm, I'm a lover of pies. I eat all pies, but there's something particularly elegant and classy about the pecan pie. Elegant? Yeah. I, there's nothing elegant about eating a gooey chunk of uh, of nuts and caramel that drips off of your well, face. It's not, you're not, it's not you're, caramel. You yeah, you're eating a bad pecan swan. pie if it's a little bit too sloppy on the mush. What is it? The uh, what is it? Uh, walnut jizz? I don't know. What, what do you put I have, pecan I have pie? no idea what it is. I really don't. But it, I have to agree with Robbie once again. This is disturbing. Uh, pecan <laughs> pie, a hot pecan pie, fresh out of the oven, fucking delicioso. Now, if you put, if you put some vanilla ice cream with it, right. just come right in your pants. I'm not even, which is my thing. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I'm not even necessarily saying that if you put a different pie in front of me, I wouldn't eat that other pie and go, that's actually better. But I like a pecan pie. There's something about uh, like the dryness and the way it, it, it compliments. Like, I don't know. Pecan Thanksgiving to me should have pecan pie. Let me let um, me say quickly yes. about the pecan pie. The the crust, the 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 base, dog shit. I like I, it makes me mad that it exists. The the internal, the top, all that good. The, the right. fucking the back, I just cut it off, I throw it to the dog underneath the table. There you go. I'm not fucking with any of that. Sometimes I'm being a real fat fuck and I'll get like quarter pipes from uh from ShopRite and they make a Dutch apple pie, which I've never heard of outside of that environment, but that's a p- particularly good tie p- pie. I don't know if you guys have you guys ever had that. It's got oh, like yeah, of the, course. Yeah, that's an excellent pie. I mean, I'm all about pies. I could talk pies all day. I mean, pies are why good. Are, why I mean, are both I, of you in shape and and able to eat pie? Do you guys work out like like especially Brian? Given these I, I work out daily. Alcoholic. Oh yeah, okay. no, I know with all my alcoholism. No, I work. I work he out. I work out in his liver. a lot. I also <laughs> walk my dogs. Yeah, I know. <laughs> my liver's like my liver's like a little guado. It's like fucking Total Recall, man. It crawls out of my ass at night and begs me to stop, and I'm like, get back in there, you little psychic bitch. Um, that was cool. <laughs> uh, no, so I yeah, I work out a lot, but I do love me a good pie. Um, I you're gonna you're probably gonna hate my answer though. My favorite, and I do love pecan pie, by the way. But my favorite, lemon meringue pie. I love oh, a lemon I meringue pie. Love thing, it. Right. So fucking so good, man. You're crazy. You're about, like, oh, I love pieces of shit. Honestly, I God. love a lemon meringue. It's like pie. fluffed cum on top of lemon. I also, it's amazing. Like I love a banana, like a well done like banana cream pie. Can See we, that I can't those, eat. That makes uh, me want to throw are, up. But here's the thing. Like, it's hard. It's <laughs> Robbie's got nothing but good takes today. It's harder to advocate for those pies. I'm not saying that they're like a Rocky Road pie is also delicious, but now like you're in a different category. Like the elegance of the elegance of the pecan pie, along with the fact that it's hitting the flavor profile and it works, makes it better than um what what you didn't say key lime. What did you say? You said lemon meringue. I said lemon meringue. I'm a lemon meringue yeah, man. Lemon meringue it, it's like that exists. It, it is. Li- oh, it is. But that's why I'm so little, I'm so confident in my manliness. It gets a little <laughs> bit nutty with the uh with the, the meringue kind of going up with the yeah. it's just that's what I'm saying. It's not that I don't like that pie. It's also it's almost like too smooth where it's almost like having a smoothie you're going to remain hungry because it goes down too easy. 
Whereas like the peak. Well, you're pie, eating you gotta, it after you just gorged on. Like, this is a this pie. is the memoir of an old fatty. God, Lisa. Is, I, I, I don't like a pie that I am not gotta, filled up after I eat the pie. You know, I need no, a hearty the, pie. What I'm saying, the pecan pie, you got you got the chew. You got you got to you got to like fight it a little bit. To you're eat using it. a straw and your lemon rank. Actually, which which adds to the experience, <laughs> the crackling. <laughs> I like, just snort it like cocaine. I, yeah. That's how I I take the meringue down on my Dude, pot. But that's you it. Like can, I love like I love lemon products, but like a lemon square that's done well is better mm. to me than a lemon meringue pie. There's just something about the texture and look of eating the lemon meringue pie that's not elegant. I think lemon meringue pies are exclusively for homosexuals, and I'm disappointed both of you like it. Um, I, I'm bringing I, them back. Well, you could bring sexy back while you're at it. I don't give a fuck. It's still gay. Uh, <laughs> It's like it's like it's like uh it's like becoming gay just because you want to be able to golf with the dude with the person you're fucking. It's like it's just it's just a terrible thing to do to yourself. My Is mom, this a new phrase you're inventing? Becoming yeah, gay be, because I you're trying you can to golf with the guy that you're banging. <laughs> Is this a stereotype? I'm not familiar. It's like, it's like it's like you're not even attracted to men, but you just like you really want to have a golfing buddy, so you just start banging dudes. It's like just it's just, oh, you, know, right. you could just go play golf. You know, no, it's not no. gay. If, it's not gay if you jerk a guy off with the the glove on when you're playing golf. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, look, I'll that's put it a like barrier. This. My mom absolutely loves all things lemon, and um, I thought you were going to say gay. <laughs> I thought you. I thought you were going to say lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> My mom, look, I'll put it like this. My mom's a total total homo, and what uh, she's she's meringue like this. <laughs> Goes right to the bottom, straight to the bottom. <laughs> I did not need that visual. <laughs> Good God, man. Oh, can you finish this mom's story or what? That's all right. I didn't uh, that was it, off. dude. My mom loves fucking no. things that have lemon in them. And I think it's, it's, she's like the gayest person I know. She's, I mean, she's straight, but like, she's just like, if she was a dude, she'd be the gayest dude. You know, does that make sense? No, I don't if know I if put that a lemon sense. in my ass, would your mom have sex with me? Probably. Nice. <laughs> all right. I can see, I can think of no better way to end this Thanksgiving no, bukkake. Come, come, Thanksgiving. Fuck anything with a lemon in it. Gravy blasting. We heard it here first. Clint's mom will fuck Robbie on the next live show a year from today. Robbie, prime your asshole for that lemon. Bleach it, would you, if you would. Uh, we don't need Jenna Ortega style dark buttholes on camera. And don't forget, if you want to get, uh, if you want to find out what somebody's butthole is, how dark it is, contact Robbie at uh, thebuttholepsychic.com. He will be able to tell you any color, depth of color of a butthole. Uh, just show him a picture of that person's face, and it's a done deal. Hell like yeah, the, that is my specialty. He's like the yeah. David, David Blaine of perversion. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, tell everybody where to find you, where to hear you, where to see you, all that good stuff. Uh, Robbie, kick it off, and Clint will wrap it up. Yes, uh, Run Your Mouth Podcast. Check it out Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 11 a.m. Sometimes, not always. And then I'm uh, going to do The Shell on December 8th and 9th, uh, up with Dave. The gas station? This Friday. Uh, no, it's the Libertarian Spot up in New Hampshire. <laughs> Got a little uh, clubhouse going, and uh, might do another end-of-year thing, so be on the lookout for that, and then more dates coming soon. When you come through Miami, holler at me. We got the, the live shows we're doing at the yeah. bestpoliticalshow.com. It's also all one word. We are change over on YouTube and Rumble. The way it, the way it works is that from 7 to 8 o'clock, it's on all platforms, Twitter everywhere, Facebook. And then we cut it off at 8 and we go for an hour, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern on Rumble exclusively. We are change all one word. And it's fucking crazy. We say whatever the fuck we want. It's great. It feels like we've been unleashed and allowed to actually think freely and speak freely. It's fucking beautiful. Uh, so I hope people will check that out. It's doing really well. We're doing like 150,000 views per episode. Ooh, it's fucking crazy. Damn, nice. Um, and you know, I think that the the sky's the limit. Uh, this is we've only been doing it for a fucking months. So it's going to be 
be a really fun ride. Uh, got some massive guests coming up here soon. And uh, obviously, Liberty Lockdown is my flagship, and I would appreciate subscriptions over on YouTube or Rumble. That's it, at Liberty Lockbot on Twitter. There you go. All right, thank you, gentlemen. Wonderful to reconnect with you again. My thanks. This is the Thanksgiving tradition that needs to continue. Yeah. Uh, guys, from me, Brian McWilliams, from the Lions Liberty Network, from Clint, from Robbie, and from me and Age Daydream, keep those electric eyes on me, babe, and keep that ray gun to my head. Gobble, gobble, you greedy motherfuckers. Enjoy your holiday. <laughs>